Heavenly Father, we yeah, just give you all the glory for this evening as we're watching the sunset um, over this ocean. And we just thank you for being the Lord of Lords, for your Son who died on the cross for us. May we never give up in knowing more about what that resurrection really entailed, more of who we are through that, more of how we are to be part of not just your resurrection, but the fellowship of your suffering. And so, Lord, as we um, gather tonight as just a bunch of guys in the supper room, and we recall back almost 2,000 years ago where there was a bunch of guys in the upper room, May you speak to us tonight through your spirit, the same spirit that inspired the writing of what we read today, that same spirit that lives in us and empowers us and rose you from the dead. May that same spirit speak to us today, the spirit of Christ, your presence, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, um, so I don't forget later, just again, a little review of where we're at and where we're going. So next week will be our last. Yes, Let's Tom. take a poll. Let's take a poll. How many guys would like us to meet on the two-week sabbatical of Greg under the tutelage of a an appointed group leader? <laughs> you mean you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Anybody who Greg feels would be a good leader. I, I, so I, we I, don't have this downtime. Well, Raise your hand if you'd like that yeah. to happen. <laughs> this is a it's democracy. Obviously not a democracy. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want that to happen? I don't even You want two weeks off? So I'm, oh, two weeks. <laughs> oh, you guys do what you're saying. Like, I won't. So when will the two weeks start? Oh, well, so, yeah. So let me, this is how the Republic was Let me, first of all, <laughs> Did you raise your hand? I want to be a speaker. I want to be a speaker. I don't how many are in with Greg? How many are in? Greg, you you can come. What is the I, schedule oh, again? Right. What's the schedule? Okay, that's what we do. So let me talk. So okay. So here's the schedule. Um so we are obviously mean tonight. We're gonna finish off twenty tonight. Next week, we're going to finish off 21, and then the following week, which is the 17th, we're going to meet at 6 o'clock in the Fellowship Hall, and we're going to have, well, I'll tell you what we're going to eat. So if you have any, you know, any other ideas, but not any other ideas, because I'm not going to let you guys vote now, but um, I'm going to get Neapolitan like I did last time. It just could be, they have a, I love their food. They have a bunch of them. Get pizzas, get lasagna, get salads. So I know the, um, the guy there. And so, um, I'm going to do that. I'm going to serve you guys dinner on that day. Beer? Um, the 17th. Are we going to have beer? Hmm? Gonna have beer? No, we're not going to have Wine. Beer. Um, so six, <laughs> six o'clock. In the fellowship hall. It's going downhill. All right. Quick, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so six o'clock in the fellowship hall. So that's the seventeenth. Yeah. Captain Bly. And then I'm taking two weeks off from teaching, um, and we are going to start Romans on the first Tuesday, which I believe is the seventh. Is it the seventh? That's what you said. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, so we're going to start Romans on the, the first Tuesday of November. Um, I'm actually really looking forward to this. This is going to be different for us because what we, we haven't, we, we're going through Isaiah. You know, this is going to be a little bit more like an extended Galatians sort of. We went through Isaiah, which is very much a narrative. We now have gone through the Gospel of John, which is a narrative. I mean, Romans is, it is the core of our faith. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. And that's what I really want to do. Hmm? The whole Bible in one book. Yeah, yeah. And I want, that's what I really am hoping with Romans is we, we come out of that knowing Jesus more than we've ever known him. Um, and not just in the sense of knowing him intellectually, but knowing him relationally and knowing how we are in him and live in him. And so Romans, I think, will give us a, a, a real good, solid, solid understanding. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to going through that. I hope you guys are too. So that's the plan. All right. Um, and I think that's about it. But how do you respond to the overwhelming vote? I haven't responded. Well, why can't I can you... think about it? I'm not. I'm not. I'll, yeah, I'll have to think about it and discuss. Well, we more can talk about your day. You're back. <laughs> you, you do anyways. <laughs> no, 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 we don't. We're afraid of you. But we. we... Well, I'll <laughs> um, how are you, so how are you doing in your um? What is your I've got your um, apology thing? You got a what? This Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, how long? Like how long is it? Yeah. I mean, how many? Oh, oh, it's gonna be three three Thursdays in a row. Okay. Yeah. All right. So three this you, this Thursday beginning, right? This Thursday is the first one. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. And where is it? it it's at. Uh, I'll tell a, a few of the guys here, or I'll give it to a few of the guys. I know some of you guys said you wanted to carpool or do something, but um, the address is... Anybody want to write it down? I mean, if it's one yeah, of the things that everybody... You, yeah, and if you want send it to me, I can send out yeah. the address to the guys. That'd be great. You know, so... Yeah, it's in, it's in Huntington Beach. So it's uh it's in a it's in a warehouse that the church own or leases, um, in Huntington Beach. So it's seven four four two Vincent Circle. So V I N C E N T Circle, Huntington Beach, California. So it starts with this Thursday. Nine, nine two six four eight. Yes, at six thirty. Okay. And how long is it going to go? I mean, how long? It's, how long? It's about an, an hour fifteen to an hour thirty. Okay. So yeah. Are you having like discussion? I mean, is it like tell us the format a little bit? About uh, we'll 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 see. I mean, it's 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 uh, intended to be like lecture style with some with some questions that that people can discuss amongst themselves. If it's a larger group, if it's a smaller group, then then it'll be kind of you know. We won't be standing up there lecturing if the group's not that big, right? And we'll, it'll, we might have it be more interactive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're not sure. We didn't have it. We didn't have people do signups for it. So we'll see. Okay. So if we all show up, um, <laughs> are you okay with that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. About how long does it take to go up the coast highway? Uh, you know, let's see. If I if I map it out minutes. from now, yeah, it's yeah. thirty it's thirty-five yeah, minutes, but. <laughs> An hour. Know, a little bit earlier. So they got us up on the five freeway. 
and it takes the five freeway, right? Usually it'll give you an option to say PCH. Sometimes it's part of Newport. Well, even the East Side Coast is nicer for me. East Town, Newport Yeah, it is. I mean, it's it's probably 40 to 45 minutes if you take PCH. What are the major cross streets? Major cross streets are. Like Talbert and Gothard. Yeah, Talbert and Gothard. Yeah. It's like across from the park right there. We're in the Yeah, GPS is good. All right. Okay. Um, and also, just continue to pray for Rod. As you can see, look at this man. You guys know that? Oh, hey you. Yeah. It's race. One race. Uh-huh. You want a race? I can do it without McCain. You want a race? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be. Uh, I'll tell you what. We'll stand back. We'll yeah, race yeah, to the door. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. Well, Greg's gone. We can bet on who's faster. <laughs> 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 we have races yeah, coming so down the alley right now. Yeah, that would be fun. So you had a successful More operation. Who's Greg? Yeah. Yeah. So he did have a successful operation. Um, and I think. Definitely the, and you can chime in, but the, the, I'm gonna, I'll speak for you and see <laughs> how I do. The big, I think the big prayer for Rod is really f- him finding a place that he can call home and to get out of the friendship shelter. Um, that's huge right now, and he's got, he's actually got a, um, a woman helping him named C- Sierra. Sierra, Sierra, who's a Christian, um, trying to find a place for him. The housing authority uh, with my uh, social security that I can. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, just we want to keep him in prayer as far as all that working out where he can soon get a get a place. Um, it's good to see you walking. Um, yeah, wow. congratulations. That's a hundred percent over. Yeah. And that's I'm waking all. up in the morning with no pain. Wow. And the only pain I have is from the incision. And uh, let's see the orthopedic uh, surgeon again on Friday. Yeah. See yeah. how it goes from there. Is that your follow up? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Post uh, um, The other thing is, I just um, I would like you guys to just really, if you guys can think about whenever you think about this, you think about John Eagle, think about Taffy. I mean, she's just going through so much. I've been in a lot of communication with her, and, you know, thank God Sharon's there with her, but she is just having a really, really hard time. Um, you know, I mean, she's got everything, and the fact that her, you know, life partner is gone, and that she's gone through so much with, but then she's just got all the things, especially, you know, all the stuff of taxes and all these things that she has to try to figure out and trying to get people to help her, and, um, and she just emotionally, you know, it's just, it's really hard. So just please keep her in prayer. Um, so. And do you have yes. anything to add to that? No, I'm, I'm helping out doing and stuff, you know, and just dealing with John's art and going to the grocery store and whatever and further out. They, they're good about getting stuff in town, but. Yeah, I think she's just probably has ebbs and flows in being overwhelmed and, and being and fine, you know. So I think overall, though, she's she's she her personally and her 
journey in life is actually doing pretty well. So, but yes. Yeah, she's... <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. And, and her capacity is different than right. the average bear. You exactly. Know? Yeah. So. Exactly. You know, I, I've, I've been to grief share. Grief share? I don't know if you know what that is. But at South Coast Church, they have an afternoon grief share meeting. Hmm. And uh, there's a retired pastor there that leads it. And it's really a good, hmm. good deal, I mean. Oh, that's cool. They have a workbook. They have videos. Yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe it's, it's, yeah, it's really, I suggest that too. It's out in North Carolina. It's at all the churches now. Huh. The amount of grief that everybody's gone through. Yeah, let Greg yeah. know on that. And, and, yeah. uh, that's uh, good. Yeah, it's actually a good idea. Not, I should have thought that about Is that, that a good. daily thing or weekly? It's, yeah, it's a weekly thing. I think the meeting over there is uh, 2 o'clock. I went through Saddleback. They... Yeah, they after have my mother too. passed. Yeah. I think they do something like that yeah. through the senior center here in Laguna too. Yeah. So. I, you know, my dad was passed away uh, earlier, and then I took care of her. She passed away, but with my dad, I just kind of white knuckled it and would go down to the beach a lot. You know? But it was so different with people in a workbook and counselors that are really people know them and getting real. Grief just just can melt you down. Yeah. You know, it can melt you down. Yeah. Good. All right. Thank you, Rob. All right. Let's turn to John 20. Here's specifically what I'd like us to do tonight is go back um, to 19 in John 20. We are not going to spend any more time on verse 23. <laughs> we did plenty of that last week. Um, that was a good discussion. So, what I want us to do is what what happens here is we end up having the situation where Jesus appears right after the resurrection on a Sunday in the upper room, first to his first two disciples. Then a week later, someone was missing from that twelve. All right, and he appears to that person, and then he, then he sort of talks about what's going to happen from Sunday, what's going to happen Sundays after that, from that point on, and then John summarizes the whole purpose of his book. So what I'd like to do is, in reading 19 through 31, I think I want us to look for, think about is, what are the differences between the first disciples who were with Jesus in person? What's the difference between them and what happened a week later? And what has happened since as far as our relationship with Jesus, as far as their relationship with Jesus? Just the differences, okay? Just look at that because it's really interesting. Just these couple paragraphs, you sort of see this whole map of... What Jesus, what's going to happen as far as people who knew him back then, all the way to us today. Um, uh, so who would like to be the, who hasn't read for a while, that would like to read this whole section in the ESV? Can you want to do that? Yeah. So where do you want to start? So start at um, page 120, 
verse 19, and read all the way through to the end of 20, which is on, which is 31. Okay. Jesus appears to the disciples. On the evening that day, the first day of the week, the doors being opened where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came. Doors being locked. That's critical. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Doors being locked where the where the di- disciples were for the fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, "Peace be with you." When he said this, when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, "Peace be with you, as the Father has sent me." Even so, I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them, and he said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they will are forgiven them. If you have, if you for, withhold, <laughs> I'm, I'm tongue-tied. I'm yeah, sorry. That's, that's fine. That's a hard one. If you if you withhold the forgiveness from any, it is withheld. Jesus and Thomas. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I have seen in his hands the mark of the nails, and the place my finger into the mark of the nails, and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and put your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who are have not seen and yet have believed. The purpose of this book. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have believed in his name. I'm really doing a terrible job. Sorry, guys. <laughs> You're all right. What's wrong with me? No, there's nothing wrong with you. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So let's just start with, I mean, anything, what are you seeing here? Any, in any way. We've read this and went through this before, right? No. No. All we did was we just looked at that. We worked, went 19 through 23 last week, and we focused pretty much entirely on verse 23. Um, so now we're so so in essence we're looking at the three. We're looking at the Sunday, the first Sunday with <coughs> Jesus appearing to the disciples. We're looking at the second one, and then really we're given a vision or an idea of what's going to happen for every Sunday since then. So you want us to comment on verse 24 through 31? No, 19 through 31. Yeah, just anything and just what he just read. 
just right now, just open. Anything that sort of Thomas strikes you. Thomas wants proof in you order like? to believe. Go ahead. Thomas wants proof in okay. order to believe. All right. He to says. Believe. What are you mean, sir, by believing that he was resurrected? Not that he didn't believe in it before. That he, he believed that the resurrection actually happened. That's what he was asking. Yeah, whether he, Jesus He believed was in he was the Son of God before the resurrection. Before. Possibly. Yeah, possibly. <coughs> because, possibly not, too, because of what is, what, what, what would lead you to the fact that maybe he did not believe? He said, I won't believe before. until I put my hand, put my finger in the hand of the wound. The wound of the right. Hand. So that, so going back to what he just asked, he yeah. said that he believes that, yes, Jesus has been resurrected. But what else does he believe? He doesn't just believe in the, resur- in the resurrection at this point. He believes. God is the Very good. Okay. Because you see what he says there? He says. My Lord and my... Thomas answers him, My Lord and my God. I mean, right there you go. Thomas, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Eric. We talked a little bit about this, about the door being locked and unlocked. And, uh, if you read something from because he appeared. Mm-hmm. Is it this disciples unlock the door and let him through, or did he come through the walls? Or, or I mean... I think we get the idea that he was, went through the walls. He went through the door. The door was locked. The door did not open. That he went through that. I think is what it gives us that idea of. I mean, it, it could be. It could be deeper though than him believing that Jesus is Lord by feeling his wounds. It could be, you know, Jesus walked through a closed door right now into this upper room. Yeah. We'd all be questioning our sanity. We'd think <laughs> there was an apparition in the room. Mm-hmm. And until we actually were able to touch it, would we believe that he was actually here with us, not just in spirit, yeah. but in, in physical form. Mm-hmm. So it could be a it could be that with all of us. It may not be him questioning if Jesus is God or Lord. It could be just the fact that he's questioning, is he physically standing here with us right now? <clears throat> Do you, do you think that that might be a little over-analysis? It's a pretty straightforward thing. It is, especially in the fact that the way it's written, it's very straightforward. But again, what would you think? I, I, I think I'd be a human. I, I think, well, I never mind. I'm not going to tell it. I, I think it's interesting that each time he's he appears, he says, peace be with you. As yeah. if, like, there <laughs> is something, like, whoa. Yeah, like, I don't want to like scare an, the like an, out Yeah, exactly. Like, an yeah. uneasiness when you see yeah. something that you, like, exactly. you know, usually don't believe. Like, if any one of you just did that, it'd be like, what, that's not happening. Because keep in mind, at, at, the resurre- at the crucifixion, bodies, you know, spirits came out of their, their crypts and their coffins. And so... Yeah. Jerusalem was filled with spirits at this time, you know, apparitions. So, yeah. for Jesus to say, peace be with you, that's yeah. a really good point. Yeah, he's just coming in, peace be with you, to settle mm-hmm. the uneasiness yeah, yeah. that's probably happening in the room. Mm-hmm. So yeah. with, with, with the apparition thing, though, the bodies rose from the dead. When you were saying last week, putting on immortality, right. I mean, my body will die and rot and, and be gone, but this body, this is just me, maybe you guys can disagree, this body is resurrecting from the dead by putting on his mortality. Um, I won't be a spirit. I won't be an apparition. 
we use that word spiritual, but it is putting on immortality. I don't know what that means fully. No, none yeah. of us know what that means. But fully. I won't be an apparition. I will eat food. Mm-hmm. You will touch me. Right. Yeah. Which so, is different than a ghost. And I think yeah. that's what Thomas was trying to yeah, yeah. settle. Well, yeah. the, the, the importance of that, right? So, the straightforwardness of it is only straightforward if you really look at every aspect of this, right? So, suddenly, he enters the room. Right. The door is locked. Right. It says it's locked. Right? They're hiding. It says that on purpose, so we know he just he didn't just get let into the room. He comes in, he's startling to them. They don't recognize him. They don't recognize him ever when he shows up. Why is that? Right? Why isn't I believe he shows up in a different form every single time. And why is he doing that? For the same reason he just said to Thomas. So you believe. Is it because you've seen that you believe? And he still had the wounds, right? So we're talking about Jesus enlightening us just enough to say, hey guys, I'm the master of the universe, okay? Matter is... Immaterial. Immaterial. Transitory. We're discovering constantly that there's more and more dimensions to our universe. And guess who made all of them? Okay. So the idea of like entering a door, a room is like, that should just be like, we shouldn't even blink our eye. The fact that he's coming in a different form, even what he's trying to teach us, I think, is that I want you to know me. I am spirit. The flesh is irrelevant. Is right? the flesh irrelevant? The, the, the okay. Well, let's read it. John. Yeah, where do you, where would you get the idea? Let's go the to flesh. John 6. Yeah. Um, um, 62-63. Then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? Mm-hmm. It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. Now, just one thing to make a note of. Flesh there can mean different things. Correct. But to say that the, that the flesh, that the, our bodies, how do you put it? Are no what? The, the, what he's trying to say is, don't know me by the way I look. Where, Jason, where, where are you getting the idea that he yeah. looks different? Because yeah, I don't, I don't think I don't there's anything in this right. text where, there's, where it says they don't recognize him. In the if, you, if you read 19... No, no, this, no, this text, when he appeared to them here. Right. If you read 19 through whatever the first showing, okay. Right, but you said... He stood among them. So, uh-huh. peace be with you. When they, when he had said this, they showed them, he showed them his hands and his side. Okay? So he's, he's having to demonstrate who he is. Right? If you showed up, even if you'd been dead, by the way, somebody brought up that whole thing. A friend of mine supposedly had been killed. 
okay, in a gang-related thing in San Diego. Mexican mafia, the whole deal, right? He had been dead for about eight years. All of a sudden, I saw him. And I, there was no question that it was him. And I said, Sean? And he goes, yeah, what's up? <laughs> and I go, you're supposed to be dead. There's a funeral, the whole deal. He staged it so he could get out of the Mexican Mafia stuff, and nobody knew it. His friends were devastated so the whole he deal. he was not really dead. He was not really dead, but I had I didn't, like, oh, it can't be him. It was obviously him. Yeah. Well, let's oh, go well, back to what... Yeah. So, anyway... Well, yeah, you, just, you got a mark on you now, so, dude. <laughs> that, going, so, going back to what Pete was asking, which I think is important... I don't know if I want to be in the room with you this made guy. a statement, which... Which is not, which is not, you're not seeing the Bible. You said the statement like he appeared in different forms each time. This, I no, t- I, what I said is, yeah. I think okay. that he appeared in different forms. But there, and I, the reason yeah. is because if you read the, the text, mm-hmm. every single time, they don't, the guy's on the road to Emmaus. Are you okay? seeing the same definition of form? Yeah, well, he's that's saying, a good question, <laughs> He's saying that he showed up, but people didn't recognize him. Uh-huh. Mary didn't I, recognize him. I think you yeah. are using <clears throat> Mary the term form to mean something other than a physical body. Is that right? No. 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 I he think was in that, a physical body. Right. They, Thomas didn't recognize him. Right. Thomas right. didn't say Christ. But Thomas right. did recognize him. Though. He ended up, he no, ended up he, recognizing him. No, he didn't. Him. Yeah, so I, all but I not was, when he first yeah. saw him. Correct. That's right. why he had to touch his right. Well, Well, no, because Thomas said, I'm not going to believe until I touch. So he says, I'm here, Thomas, touch. Yeah, he yeah. did that on purpose. Now believe. But if right? you had seen he, Jesus he Christ. he just looked and he said, look, Thomas, just look. He said, touch. Because you said you yeah. wanted to touch. Uh, so, he, that was, but that's the teaching. He still didn't know it. If, if, if he saw Jesus Christ and knew it was Jesus, he would have dropped on his knees right then and there. Yes. The whole that was part of the is my reading of this. Is maybe that, he did. Maybe he did drop on his knees. It's just not written. He touched him for sure. Okay, from everything that is in here, Mary didn't recognize him. The guys on the, the, the road to Emmaus isn't here, right. but he the, the, they didn't recognize him. Okay, what was the second one? The road, the road to Emmaus. Okay. So in Luke, the end of Luke twenty-four. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So I heard an explanation on why Mary didn't recognize him, and and it was it had to do with um, you have to stoop down in order to get into the into the tomb, like like the, you have to stoop down, so you can't necessarily see outside of the tomb. You can see the bodies, like oh. somebody's body from here up, right? And she may not have looked, right? She just hears. Assumes it's the gardener. Didn't necessarily look at him. Um, you know. And they went into pretty good detail about that. Why would they even mention that if that was the case? Hey, maybe I can throw this back at you from this standpoint. <laughs> when you talked about your friend who was supposedly had a funeral, in your mind, he was dead, buried, gone. And so, why would you even have the ability to say that may be him because you've already shut the door on that whereas everybody here knows that he was crucified and the same principle applies why would they expect to see him 
if he's crucified and gone and dead and buried and gone somewhere else. My point was that I recognized him regardless. That, that's the thing. Were you and, thinking right away well, that, he, that he faked but his death? But it isn't a parallel. Were you thinking? Were you thinking I, he must have faked his death? All I knew was him. Yeah, I just said, dude, what, uh, Sean? So, let's so, not, let's not anyway, too much the, focus the, on the, that. It's, anyways, anyways, it's not a parallel. Yeah, it's not. No, the, it's not. The, the, yeah. the point that I was trying to make on that. Okay. And the importance of the coming in the room and the app and the, the moving through a, a, a closed door or the walls or whatever, just appearing, right? He can manipulate matter, all right? And when he meets them in 21 on the beach, they don't know who he is again, right? Okay? And so somehow they don't recognize him. Maybe he makes it so they don't recognize him. I'm not sure. Right. But in every one of these readings, it sounds as though. He's not quite the same as he was before. Right. And, and everything's leading to belief, right? The whole Bible is, a, is leading to belief. And so the idea of, I, I, the way I take it, he's trying to get his disciples to be flexible enough to recognize him no matter what. All right? Because at oh, some yeah. point they're not going to see him. But they need to know him, right? And feel him and hear him yes. and see him. And, and I guess, thing. and so, in 1 Corinthians 15 that we read last week, you have to take the whole Bible in, in context here. Paul tells us, in essence, what Jesus was, what, what his body was, that he names the type of body Jesus had, which is imperishable. So... In 1 Corinthians 15, we learn that Jesus, by definition by Paul, was the first fruits of what a resurrected body is going to look like that we all are going to have when the resurrection takes place, when Jesus comes again. So, that's why I say also, the bodily aspect of us is a, a very, very key. That's what sets Christianity apart from other religions, is that we, as the whole body, soul, mind, spirit, is going to still be us. We don't go off into being a spirit somewhere that floats around and does things. So, I will rec- I might not recognize Steve or you when I first see you. I'm hoping to have hair like Daniel does. Hmm. Um, but you won't recognize me at first, probably because we look somehow different because we have these imperishable bodies that are never going to die. So without a doubt, there's going to be a difference there in our bodies, but those bodies are going to be bodies, as Paul says, that are different, but they're still, we're still the same. We're still we're a person. So Jesus, he says, is, what we're seeing here is Jesus is showing us this is what that first fruits of an imperishable body looks like. He is the one in that type of body. We want, your friend wasn't, we one day will all be when the trumpets blow and whenever, when that happens in Revelation. Can I so, try yeah. and pull uh-huh. us back to our reading? Yes. <laughs> Why? Uh, the disciples are bunkered up because they're afraid. Right. So in um, 21, Jesus comes in and the first thing he says, peace be with you. And so he's calming the atmosphere, you know. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is he does a commission. 
and it says, Peace be with you. Uh-huh. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when That's he had said this, yeah. he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Uh-huh. So that what's happening here is the disciple, when he was crucified, they didn't go out and know exactly what to do to evangelize and bring everybody to Jesus. <clears throat> right. They were bunkered up, hiding and afraid. <laughs> they didn't know there was any Jesus to bring. Yeah, they didn't to. know what their mission was. <laughs> right. So he comes and commissions them. Yeah. And gives them a sense of peace. Yeah. And then says, "Receive the Holy Spirit." Something that they didn't have, which is going to empower them to be able to go out and do the evangelistic task Excellent. that their uh, yes, their future right is going to be holding. Exactly. Can I add to that? Yeah. So what I'm saying might be a little elementary, but I want to just add to that. So um, I look at this whole thing like it's about Jesus responding in a way saying, there's more to just looking at me, what kind of body I have. But I want you to believe. And I want you to, when I'm gone, I want you to go out and spread the word to others. Because if you look at 29, he says... Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen have seen me? Mm-hmm. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. So I think that means it's more like future believers. Mm-hmm. Is that it right? Is. Absolutely. So in other words, he's it seems to me like all of this what I read, but he talks about the seven signs, and we we know that we know about the seven signs, uh, the John's being evangelistic now and talking about the seven signs, everything's about, well, even this part, I will never believe when Thomas says that. If you look at Hebrews, I looked at a footnote before this on Hebrews 11, 1, 6, when it talks about the faith, and it's, once again, it's about not seeing and seeing mm-hmm. with the faith. Mm-hmm. So I kind of look at this whole thing as like, it doesn't matter what kind of body he comes in, he's, he's trying to calm us down and say, <clears throat> No matter what, if I'm here or I'm not here, I want you to tell other people about me because I won't be here. Is that sound yeah. right? Uh-huh. Yeah. But see, he's yeah. leaving. Yes, and he's leaving. And through the circumstance, he's teaching them one of the hardest things you're going to have to do is convince people without my presence. You, <laughs> exactly. You, and there's you, no body you, at that the guys, There's no personal body that, that And so as you're having trouble accepting me now when you see me, well, you get out there and try and that's exactly what that I, that's exactly what I, that's what I yep. see. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Which which is which is that's where we're here today, right? I mean, we're every Sunday after that. Yeah, Tom. Um, interesting topic about manifestation, and it, to me, it's like a squirrel cage. Can't can't figure it out. I can't. But um, I think the a very important. Mm, command, I guess, of Jesus in uh-huh. here that we haven't talked about is verse 19 and uh, peace be unto you. Yeah. So, uh, do you think that when he says that, it's he's suggesting that the disciples decide on their own, now, am I going to be peaceful or not? Like, it's up to them? I was just thinking, maybe it's, maybe Jesus made it happen. Make what made, made what it happen. happen. Made what happen. Peace fall on all the disciples. Oh. He showed up and shocked the living daylights out. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. No. 
There's no words recorded. He has the first word, and he says, peace be unto you. And I'm just thinking kind of like, these aren't the droids you're looking for. <laughs> well, that I think that kind of an authority, yeah. where they just went, oh, okay, and now I have the peace. Yeah. I mean, I is that what you're talking about, Jordan, when you were talking about the peace? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like what Danny said, too. Like, you're in a room full of people that are scared. That's it good. says oh, in yeah. what... So, and I was looking just for... Like, the first from, thing that Kenny said was, like, they're... Yeah, disciples were... Doors were being locked, or disciples were in fear for the... They're, like, hiding for their lives. They're scared. Yeah. And you're saying, Tom... Well, when I was just looking for, them. you know, a yeah. reference on peace and... There's many in the concordance, yeah. but one of yeah. them comes from Colossians 3.15. And let the peace of God, mm-hmm. so he's defining it, yeah. rule in your hearts. So if if Jesus said, peace be unto you, boom, it's ruling in their hearts. Mm-hmm. He said it to them, he's God. Second, to the which also you are called in one body. So that's the unity thing. He's saying yeah. to the disciples, whoosh, unity. Not one guy's going to speak up. Not one guy's going to argue. It's like the Lord. I don't know. I don't think it's him. You know, we have none of that. Boom. Unity. And then the last bit from here is, and be ye thankful. Can you imagine if he says, peace be unto you, and what's their reaction after that? It's like, oh my God, it's the Lord, and they are so thankful. Can you imagine how thankful they are? Oh, yeah. They're scared to death. They've lost him. Now he's back. And he's like, and miraculously back, so he's not human. They know that. They know he's God. Thomas figured that out. So the thankfulness is powerful, you know? I think the thing that you said that made most sense to me is when he said, peace be with you, he was creating that yeah. mm-hmm. in them. I'm mm-hmm. speculating that. Yeah. Yeah. Before oh. tonight, I never calling, thought that. Before I thought it was kind of like, what's up to you? You know, God told you to be peaceful, but it's kind of up to you. You can decide or not. I, I think, think in this command, case, like I think in this case, he went whoosh. To their total being. I think he just went whoosh. But then he follows it up by breathing on them mm-hmm. and giving them the Holy Spirit. Yeah, so that's where the peace permeates through to the circumstance. Oh, yeah. Do you have to do that separately for Thomas? Well, that's what's... Okay, so it's very good you pick that up. That was, one of my, that was one of the things I wanted to pick oh. up. Look at the differences well, here. Well, that's interesting, because yeah. Thomas showed up without the peace. Yes, exactly. But he said the same thing to Thomas. Peace be with you. Right, he did. But what didn't happen is what Dale just picked up, which is really good you picked that up. It's picked up that... So, the, the impartation of the Spirit on these disciples, which ultimately will be upon everybody at Pentecost, right? And then on us, when we believe. But it's just interesting that Thomas was not part of that original breathing on of the Spirit. That's what you caught that tale. Yeah. What does that mean? I don't know. Maybe it happened and he doesn't say. We don't know. But it's just interesting that you don't see him. He's he's MIA. I always wonder, where, where was Thomas to all this? Hiding under a rock somewhere? Or so, what? Was it, were you saying that maybe he had to do extra work for Thomas? To make him believe so that he no uh, no it just but he couldn't he couldn't do it with by breathing no it's more that he just I mean the original disciples were all there I guess except Thomas mm-hmm. in the original time that Jesus shows up in that time is what Eric talks about Jesus commissions his those disciples including by breathing and that's what imparting the Spirit on them to go and do the work of evangelism to go and spread the gospel. Because they, so, they didn't know what they're supposed yeah. to do up to that right. point. But what's interesting is you don't see that happening 
Thomas comes a week later. All of them are gathered again. Thomas comes a week later, and it shows two different types, two different types of the way people believe, uh-huh. because okay. um, all of them were there and understood, but Thomas wasn't there, and obviously on purpose, mm-hmm. so that we could see that some people will have to be, um, will have to touch his wounds, will have to be convinced differently. Or need a miracle. Yeah. Yeah. A miracle. Yeah. Need seven signs of miracles. What, I never saw this. It goes back to what Eric said. <laughs> I never saw this before. Thomas becomes the first person. <laughs> that's right. Thomas becomes the first person that was actually evangelized by the, original, the first the disciples. Because what did the disciples do? They go to Thomas and they say... He was not with them in Jesus' camp. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. Okay. And invites Thomas to come see Jesus. That's what we do, right? That's what we go out to other people and we say, we know Jesus. You know? And we go and we evangelize that way. Um, so really Thomas becomes almost the first... I don't know, what's, what's the word when you, what's the word of the, the subject of the person you evangelize? Convert. Convert, yeah, convert. He becomes the first convert. Wow. I never thought about that. That's There's another cool. really interesting twist to this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jesus appeared to the eleven, right? So Thomas wasn't there. So the second time he comes, he comes in and said, hey Thomas, come over here, I want to show you my hands. Put, And so he he's telling Thomas what Thomas said before, and as he already knows what he needs to do for Thomas's benefit, and nobody told him. Yeah, you know what Jesus he comes in knowing. Yeah, Jesus does. You mean? Yeah. 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 yeah of I mean, he goes right to the situation with Thomas, like he knows the whole circumstance, and yet Thomas wasn't there before. But it is interesting, which I didn't pick up either. So there's a third piece be with you, right? Is so the first two peace be with yous are on the first Sunday. And the second piece be with you is when Jesus says that the second Sunday, the next Sunday. I don't know, I just never saw that before. Hmm. But it doesn't say that he breathed on Thomas. No, it <laughs> doesn't say that. Holy no, it doesn't either. say that. Um, so what else do you guys, any, who else is, Robert, were you going to? Nope. I don't know if I saw your hand up at some point. Nothing. Nothing. This was the first time I saw Thomas almost as uh, an He's the first convert, like you're saying, but almost as an image, a type of the world. Because uh, here you have this person you love in Christ, and yet they're they're so excited. Maybe we've seen something. It's our Lord, and He is saying something so cynical, like in like the morbidity of putting your hand in the flesh of, of this, you know, someone who was slain, up, just annihilated up on a cross by the Romans, and you want to stick your hand in his... But he wants the evidence that it's the same person. Mm-hmm. But still, it's like, what kind of heart would say that? I'm going to stick my hand in the guy's side? <laughs> a daughter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a member of my family that, you know, that... My, the brother I lived in the same room with, and there was just always this cynical side. And uh, Thomas comes around, and I'm sure, I'm sure he probably, my Lord, and my God, he probably just melted right in front of him. But 
Um, we don't know what he did. Yeah. Uh, but he said, my Lord and my God. But he also, yeah. I mean, maybe they didn't all know that Peter had denied Christ that many times, and they lost an apostle. Judas mm-hmm. was always kind of, you know, seethingly uh, sinful, and perhaps they knew or they didn't know that he was <coughs> having an affair with the money. But uh, there is, there's kind of conditions going on there, and, and then Thomas says to everybody, there's no way I'm going to believe I mean, that's a person of the world. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to believe. Yeah. yeah, but he's hanging out with them. Yeah. And Judas was a halfway. And he dropped the ball mm-hmm. intentionally. So Thomas was like right on the edge. I'm not going to push it that far, but. Yeah. Well, I think I'll say, John yeah, is no. really writing this for the benefit of people who read it later. Mm-hmm. When they read this and say, well, why do I believe? And can I? And it's an example about what beginning that relationship is about. It's a lesson that keeps on giving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's symbolism for you have to see. Everyone yeah. has to see. Yeah. See, see, not just physically, but... You have to see, yeah. Like, yeah. I'll talk to, like, atheists. I'm like, have you ever read the Bible? And they're like, yeah, I read it cover to cover twice. <laughs> like, okay, no, no, for real. Like, have you actually read it? Like... No. Okay, then what are you criticizing? You haven't even read it. You have to see it, and then they'll read it later on, and I'll get text messages like, oh, wow, I can't, like, you're right. I couldn't believe what I read. I'm like, well, you saw it. You know, people just need to see it. So whether it's like a, you're poking your finger through the wound, or you're just opening up the Bible and reading it, you know, either way you see it. I had to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, all, uh, yeah. ever, like I don't know how you can be a Christian and not see it. Yeah. So it all comes down to Lord, I believe, help my unbelief, because <laughs> it's an ongoing process. It doesn't. Yeah. It's not a one-time deal. That's it. So what do you tell someone? What do you tell someone who says, "Well, yeah, the, I mean, those disciples, you know, they." says that they saw Jesus. I don't get to see him. How am I supposed to believe? I don't get to poke my hand in his side. I don't get to do that. I don't get to see with my physical senses. How am I supposed to believe? How do you answer that? Because John is reporting it as it happened, and it's the word of God, and it's the truth. So what are you seeing? What am I what? What are you seeing, then? It's helping my belief. Yeah. But it goes back to well, what, what Tom brings up right, all the time. Yeah, is what, what are we seeing? What, so we, we don't see the physical Jesus. What do we see? The historical account. Yeah, that's right. And how do we see that? We, <laughs> we and, read it. As, then, as you keep bringing it up all the time. Romans Romans 10, right? Um, yeah. Okay, can, raise, can I throw raise, a little... Um, raise your hand um, if you... Raise, raise your hand if you've experienced God. Raise your hand if you've experienced God. Is is that seeing or not? Yeah, that's seeing. That's good to me. Is that seeing or not? Seeing. It's experiencing. If you felt him or experienced him with your human sensory whatever, with your human senses, yeah, that's seeing. Yeah, or or, or spiritual sensation, you know, or whatever it is. Careful. So holy spirit. So I think 
God, Jesus can reveal himself in different ways to different people for what they need. We can experience him and you can have a relationship with him directly. So that's what we're talking about. We have exactly, his word. Yeah, exactly. We have his word, which is, you know, he is the word. Right? And we talked about that at the beginning of the prologue. Um, we also have, like, I think the historical investigation is like sticking your fingers in his side. Mm. I feel like the, you know, investigating it, a lot of people don't, don't put the effort into it, and maybe they don't need to, right? But certain people that are really doubtful can, you know, symbolically put their finger in his side by looking at the evidence that's available for the resurrection because there's very compelling <clears throat> evidence, um, you know, that, that it's a historical fact, uh, you know, and there's, and there's, there's things that every historian will agree to, like bizarre, like bizarre things, like every historian who studies the subject, <clears throat> the atheist historians, the unbelieving historians will agree that the disciples, uh, Jesus, the, the, the disciples experienced appearances from Jesus. What they thought was appearances from Jesus. They will grant that. They'll say, they sincerely believe that they saw Jesus risen from the dead. Now, they'll have different explanations on how that is possible, but even granting that, that's pretty amazing, you know, that they would grant that. Um, and, and things like the empty tomb. 75% of scholars that study the subject agree that the tomb was empty. Jesus' tomb was empty. No body. Okay? So these are just some of the things, but I feel like that is like putting your finger in the side. You can know if, if you want to. There's evidence there. And then God can reveal himself in different ways to different people depending on what they need. Thomas said he needed this. So that's what Jesus gave him. He's not, he didn't say believe for no reason, right? Bless, blessed are those people who believe for no reason. He didn't say that. It's, it's, he presented the evidence to, to Thomas. Thomas was blessed by that. Thomas's declaration of faith was greater than anyone's declaration of faith till that point. Yeah. He said, my Lord and my God. He called Jesus God. Before and that, Lord. it was Peter. Peter said, you are the son of God. You are the, you are, you know, Christ, the Messiah, Messiah, the son of God. Thomas said, you are God. <laughs> right? So I think Thomas gets a bad rap, but he didn't remain in his unbelief. He he had the strongest declaration of faith till that point. Yeah. Was he was he the first one to declare him God? Um well The first one what him? So to say that he's God. Because I know Jesus declared himself to be God. Jesus declared himself to be God. He actually but did then he's, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the son of the son of God could be like equal to God, but the f the first declaration that he is God is from Thomas. There, yeah. Uh, who who else said it? Thief on the cross. Well, the th the thief on the cross says the thief on the cross. <laughs> when you come into your to your kingdom, kingdom that's still, that's, <laughs> that's still not saying you are God. It's, um, it's saying he has a spiritual kingdom, which sounds kind of godly. <laughs> it sounds yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, like, right. It, it could. It depends how well you interpret Isaiah. Pete, uh, yeah. I don't. Also, too, we had a, t a conversation one I mean, time yeah. about how 
right. I asked you some questions about how God handled um, some of the situations where some people were instantly um, killed and some have to go face them in a judgment day and I asked you know what's the difference and you kind of mentioned that it was kind of the examples that God was giving examples do you feel that maybe <clears throat> do you feel that like God and Jesus are the same of course but do you think that I don't know how to say this like if, like, like Jesus is asking his father I want I don't want to do the same thing now for some people, I have to show miracles. For some people, for Thomas, I have to do this differently. For the disciples, I have to breathe in them. In other words, he's treating everybody a little different the way Jesus did when uh, with Aaron's sons you know, or, or Ananias. You know, um, you know what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? Like Jesus treats them differently as God treated his people. Yeah, I mean... And do you um, think that there's some connection, I don't know I don't know anything about this, but is there some connection between, because they're the same, that God's... Doesn't Jesus take kind of... He does what his Father tells him to do, right? Yeah, yeah, he, he does. His, his will and the Father's will are aligned, right? Trinity theology is, you know, some of it we just can't necessarily understand. It's logical, you know, um... But, yeah, so, so your question is, is why didn't Jesus treat everyone the same way? Exactly. And, and, like, and, 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 you know, Jesus, <clears throat> he appears to people differently. He does a miracle over here. He preaches over here. Mm-hmm. He reads on the disciples. And, and all the miracles. And, yeah, and, and basically what he and the, the miracles he does are different, right? The way right. he does it. And, but, but, I mean, he opens the, the but what, the, what he's trying to do, he's... He's trying to make believers to make believers to make believers, right? He's, he's, but he so he does it differently for every person. I'm just curious why he has to do it that way. Why does he have to always change? Well, one person? thing I guess I would say is realize we're talking about now those three years of Jesus's on earth, unveiling that he is the Son of God, that he is Messiah, that he is God, that he is Lord. So. I don't know if it's so much you try, he's trying to do things differently with different people as what he's trying to do is unveil the fact that he is the Son of God, that he is the Messiah. So these miracles are not necessarily for this person or that person. He's doing those miracles to fulfill prophecy to show that he is the Messiah. He is the Son of God. He is God. He is Lord. So... That's so what he's doing. They're not random, in other words. Is that it's, correct? It's they're not I, random. They're not random. Well, they're not, no, they're definitely not random. Yeah. And they were there specifically to prove that he is. That's why we can't say, yeah, we can do the same thing necessarily. That Jesus, we turn water into wine. I mean, that's something Jesus did to prove that he is the Son of God, specifically at that time and place. Mm-hmm. We, we don't go around turning water into wine. Sorry about um, that. As much as we wish. <laughs> but, so... I'm not sure if it's really so much he's doing this to individual people differently. It's that he is unveiling in three years to prove to the world that he is the Son of God. So when he goes to the cross, the world will know that. Okay. I think I think I had it. Yeah, I was. Can I put it this way? Yeah. Uh huh. Caleb and I are the same age. We've known each other for how 10 years ish? 
whatever. Yeah, like, if Jesus showed himself to Caleb and I in the same way, I mean, I probably wouldn't be in this room for sure. You'd probably be somewhere else. We'd be in completely different spots in life. Mm-hmm. We definitely wouldn't be here together. Because, uh, so, because, why? because why? Why do you say that? Well, just, you know, a multitude of things. I, our, this... our upbringing, how we were as teenagers, like how we were in college and then after and all of it. The whole... So you're you know, saying your conversion experiences are different? Oh. Yeah, sure. 1,000 <laughs> million percent. So if you're going to try to approach, you know, two people that are very similar but also very different, like you're you're not going to you're going to go nowhere fast, right? But if you're Jesus and you know like, you know, things that make him tick aren't going to make me tick. Things that make me tick aren't going to make him tick. But if you're Jesus, you know these things. You're like, "Oh, okay. I'm like we're going this way." Like if I turn water into wine for this guy, he's not going to care you like, "Oh, Whatever, you do it for somebody else. They're gonna get something out of it, like curing the leper. Oh, maybe that doesn't do something for somebody, but the people that witness it, whoa, that was that was hardcore, right? So I think it's just you know everybody's so different, and that's like the really interesting about going through this is that you're noticing like oh, through all his miracles, through all the things he does, like he just hits the nail on the head every time. Right? It's like he knew. He knows what people are It's thinking. like he knows what people are thinking or something crazy, right? <laughs> he says he does. <laughs> it's like it's like happening. Yeah. You know, on this, yeah, this scene, what we're talking about is um, seeing is believing. Uh-huh. That's Thomas. Uh-huh. But not seeing and believing is faith. Hmm. And he does say that, um, well, without faith. Yeah, and there's um, a couple of scriptures. uh, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Yeah, but why do you have faith? Exactly. And first Peter one nine. Just a sec. Let me read one more. Um, It needs this verse ahead of it, so I'm reading seven and eight from First Peter. That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than gold, and perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory in the appearing of Jesus Christ, appearing of Jesus Christ, whom, having not seen, ye love, in whom, though now you see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, not seeing, you believe, receiving the end of your faith, which is the salvation of your soul. So there's a chain there. Yes, but... If you go to 31, where John explains why he wrote this book, Mm -hmm. right? This is where, I think this is where John starts getting very interesting in terms of an author, right? And how, when we're studying the Bible, what what part of that, that to me is fascinating, is like the way Paul writes. And now you're starting to get better insight as to John's pulling a Greg. And waiting till the very end to pull it all together and letting you kind of just be in it, be in it, be in it. And now he's gone. And this is why I wrote this book, so that you can, may believe. Right? 
But he's not showing so, us a film, uh, a documentary of Jesus. Well, even if you saw a documentary. So we're believing in on faith of but, what he wrote. But hold on, though. You're, you're talking, there's two different types of sight you're talking about. You're saying you have to physically see Jesus right there. We're saying that we're seeing Jesus through the accounts of the Bible, right? Well, well because what is he? He because, is the Word. Right, so you have to ask yourself, why do you have faith in something? You don't have blind faith. Oh, Tom, sit right there in that chair. What chair? There's no chair. Well, there's a chair there. Just have faith. Mm -hmm. Sit in it, right? I'm not going to sit in that. I'm going to fall on my butt, right? So the idea of faith is you have something to ground it upon. Like my mom and I were talking about this in the car. I'm like, I have no doubts. Like I'm, I have zero doubts in what I believe. It is 100% in stone. I believe it. I have 100% full faith. But why is that? Mm -hmm. Because of what I've read what I've seen, how I've prayed, etc. All these things, culminating in one thing, leads to my faith. So, you could say it's blind faith because I haven't physically seen Jesus yet, but I've seen God's Word and stuff like that. So, that's what I'm getting at. Is Part of faith is, is trusting in something that's real. And how do you know it's real? Well, the Word. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, yeah. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And that word there can also be translated as certainty. Right, yeah, um, certainty. It is a certainty right. of the things hoped for, yes. And faith right. shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Cannot see. Right. So Ken's questions provoked a question that I can't answer for myself. <laughs> And that is, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. When we become a Christian, mm -hmm. we also receive the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. So is there a different purpose of the Holy Spirit that each one of us receive that's tailored for each one of us? Or is it all the same Holy Spirit and theirs was empowering them to preach the, the gospel? And so... What? Well, it's so the answer. What's the, the intensity yeah. for you, and yeah. what's the intensity exactly. for me? The answer, the answer, if you get asking those, is yes to both. So the spirit does yeah. in us yeah. has the same purpose. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So one of those purposes is for us to go forth, evangelize, and evangelize, spread the but word of God. But it's tailored to our personality. Yeah. Then yeah. the other part of that is the spirit. Also, it says Paul says in First Corinthians twelve. That unto each person is given a manifestation of the Spirit as like a gift. That there might be certain things that I'm gifted with versus someone else. And there's debate about that, so I'm not going to get into that debate. But but there is the gifting of the Spirit to people. The Spirit of healing, the Spirit of prophecy, the Spirit of tongues. I mean, so there are gifts that are given for... What are they given for? Remember? Um, he sends a helper, and since we're born sinners, um, the helper helps us stay on the path and not drift yeah. off. The key thing about the gifts of the Spirit is they're given for the building up of the body yeah. of Christ. They're not really given, except for maybe the Spirit of tongues, the gift of tongues. But all the gifts, Paul says, are there to build up the body of Christ. So that's we don't. We're not given a specific gift for just ourselves. We're given to help 
all of us build each other up but and they encourage are each other. Is what you're saying? The way they are different. Yeah, they are different. Yeah, and each person. But there's also the idea that, that you know that those gifts are given also when they're needed. So I might not have the gifts of healing, and all of a sudden someone, you know, has a heart attack right here, and God empowers me to just lay my hands on them and heal them. That well, I don't never had that gift before, but God can empower someone with a gift right then, again, for the building up of the body. Or the bringing back of life. It's, it's very important it that we be conscious of each other. Uh-huh. Um, and that we serve each other because of that exact mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. So, two weeks ago, I got up to leave, um, and I, uh, I stood up and I was wavering, uh, and Jason came, and I wasn't looking at him, and I felt somebody take my hand and walk me across the room. Um, I, 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 I was kind of taken aback, but I, uh, I, it, it touched me so deeply. I've thought about it ever since, that f- this particular group of people, we have a responsibility to each other to make sure we're all okay. Because we, we, we are one gift as a body, mm-hmm. but separate gifts are very, very different mm-hmm. for each one of us. Mm-hmm. And we need each other. And we need each other. Yeah, and, and, and for that reason, the Holy Spirit is us in right. manifestation. Yeah, we are the temple yeah. together, all of us. And, yeah. and, and in relationship to that, um, I had... Jason and I had issues with each other. I don't think that he had issues with me, but I had issues with him during COVID. A couple of things that occurred. And when he, as we have been here, those things have dropped off as nothing. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, when he took my hand, it really wasn't his hand. It was, it was a hand coming through him. He was conscious of it. He did it. He was aware of it. It was his physical hand. It was his physical hand. But you're, you're absolutely it. right. Because prior to being in Christ, I would have been a selfish jerk and just probably let you wave around. <laughs> and <laughs> I have noticed that, stairs. As, as I have noticed with you, as you've as you've been in this group, as we've all been in this group, the growth as Christians, stepping aside and allowing Christ to be here, the Holy Spirit to be here, is far more important than our own individual accomplishments. Mm -hmm. We, you know, we're all, we all see it very differently and it's so much fun to, to, to see all of you, uh, Seeing it from your own, through your own lens, mm-hmm. and it's it's humbling. Yeah. So, Gil. So, speaking of seeing, do you think is can we see something? Yeah. Let's do that. I, Why I, don't you? How many people do you need? I just need one. Okay. Um, I, I'll tell you what it is. I have been working on a particular. Well, Why don't you go get it? Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So I need one person who. Who can walk? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Peter. I need Peter. Where's the big guy? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. 
gifts of the Holy Spirit yes. that are very definitively yeah. called out. Mm-hmm. And we don't receive all gifts. Yeah, I, right. But we you receive some gifts. So how do we know what process. gifts we have or whether we don't have any at all? Well, yeah, that's, so, well, that's one of the big ones. You know. Would you say? You'll just know. You'll yeah. Know. Part of it, you well, what you're good at. Yeah. yeah. Part of it is, I, I know that. Yeah. Yeah. part of it is the way you're going to find out is, is to be a body and start seeing what those Pardon? are. Just bring you know, I mean, I think that, you know, those things start coming yeah, out as you participate yeah, in the body of the yeah. church. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, you are. So I can't help but listen to all this and just wonder what you guys are thinking because when you read a book, you guys read books anymore, you know, you visualize, right? You're, you're reading the story, you're seeing what's happening. It's like watching TV, but you're reading it. And the TV screens in your head. Imagination, yeah. So in my own case, when I realized that Christ was with me, um, I was living up. I was living up in Mendocino, and I was walking through the redwoods every day, and just kind of doing my own thing, paddling up rivers by myself, and surfing alone a lot. And I was never alone. Because I knew Christ was with me. I knew Jesus was with me. In fact, I was having conversations with him. Guess what? And I wasn't particularly it, reading. so wonderful. And I wasn't particularly reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, but it just those conversations with him and feeling his presence and knowing it was him. Because wow. I had already developed a relationship with him when I was very young. Knowing it was him that was with me. And in hearing him say, you know... You're now, it's time for a change in your life. You're 30 years old. Now it's time to start to mature on different social levels. Maybe it's time to find a fellowship. Maybe your dad was right. <laughs> Maybe it's time to find a church. You know, like, uh, I got to give up the lineup for my church. Okay, fine. So I started exploring various churches, you know, and that took me on a whole quest mm-hmm. for about, eh, only about two years. I went to about 20 different churches, and I fell into one. So uh, what I'm saying is it wasn't obscure to me at all to be having conversations with Christ or to feel his presence or even at night when I'd lay down at sleep to see myself walking through the woods and see Christ right there with me. Yeah, and I think that's some of the gifts, too, that some people have more of that visual vision. I know you have well, that. I, I know it. Jason I hear has it. that. Yeah. Yeah. Where other people don't they're they, they don't they experience Christ differently. You yeah. Know? People will experience him in different ways. Okay. So Yeah, that's All right. a good point. Well anyway, thank you. Speaking of vision and speaking of scene and I've been working on this spirit. for almost three yeah. months. It's a commission and I had to redo it several times to get the kind of space I wanted and the kind of uh, it's uh, no it's okay. uh it's the north rim of the Grand Canyon. Nice. And it, um, uh, it, the hard part was getting this, 
getting it spatially right and getting the light just right. Um, and, and so I redid it uh, almost four times. It's for a client, and it's, it's, it, it means a lot to my uh, financial um, coffers. Well-being. My financial well-being. <laughs> and in fact, I'm, I'm significantly, as I've been doing this, just doing this, I've, I, I've acquired some debt. But um, anyway, I wanted to share it with you because I've told, I've told some, I've, I've told you and I told Eric about it, and um, um, I'm doing a series on the, the national parks. Nice. Um, because I don't have much time left. Uh, even if I have ten years, I don't have much time left, and I think that's our greatest treasure. And it expresses God's most magnificent grandeur at least in this country yeah. and so um, I have been doing I've, run, I've, I've been doing uh, uh, different parks of the west and up into what in up into western Canada I wanted to share it with you because yes, the masterpiece go yeah in fact I wonder if um, I want to see whether this works you see the one in my office does this I'm going to see um when you when you see different lighting on it, look no, at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So look at that. No, it's lost. Is that just amazing? <laughs> no. no, no, no. I just there we go. Yeah, but when you, you just, it does do. That's yeah, when you, you know the values are right. Yeah, you, you can turn the, off the lights and you still see it. His ability to do light like well, that, it just it blows me. That's what blows me away. It's just I'm just always far. Could you take, light, could you take your light and go closer with it? Just, just uh, yeah, up, I can do this. It's a tail light. There we go. Yeah, so see that's see the board board show up oh, that's neat. Yeah. I'm just zooming in on it. Yeah. Sorry. So look at that. Wow. And, and what, 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 what is What's that? What kind of painting is Oh, no. It's, uh, I use, uh, opaque watercolor, which is called gouache. Uh, and I work, mix it with an acrylic medium. I don't like acrylic, uh, plastic Okay. Yeah. But uh, I also am able to control the light better with uh, with a very opaque medium. Okay. Anyway, wow. Pete, Pete, you're doing a great job, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Peter, Peter, Pete, Peter. Speaking of Peter, thank you. Thank you very much. You can yeah. put it down now. Thank you, Peter. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Gorgeous, Gil. Thank, thank you for sharing this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I know how expensive it is. Watch his head. Yeah. Should I put it back here? Yeah, please. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Just remember, Pete. If he doesn't come back, you know, he's gone. Well, it's a piece of light masonite with canvas attached to it. Okay. Um, so, as we get ready to close, you want to share what you're doing just so we can pray for... Oh, yeah. That's really nice of you. I appreciate that. So, I won't be here next Tuesday. I'm going to... I'm taking off on a flight over to Seattle, and then we're going to be going about two to three hundred miles into the northern Cascades, and we're going to do a hike. And, as you know, I'm a hiker, and I've done some pretty good hikes, you know. Um, This is... Not the, the big hike, 14,000 elevation, but it's a difficult hike because you. you gain elevation quick in four miles. So it's going to be a hard one for me. Plus there's snow. 
And I don't like hiking in snow. Those are all volcanoes up there. Yeah, it's going to be, and hopefully you won't get a snow blizzard. But the most important thing for me is what I, not so much about the safety. I'm with good, really good people <clears throat> that I hiked with Whitney. I met these kids in Whitney. Um, they're Vietnamese. We became friends and we start hiking now together. And I ministered to them a little bit on Whitney, which is amazing. I mean, it's just amazing to be that high up in the ground and be talking about God. And so <clears throat> we're going to be in the Northern Cascades, and they've offered me three nights to talk about God. So, wow. I'm really yeah. excited. Um, uh, somebody here was talking about how this group has changed their life. Man, I am a big witness about that. My my whole life is just different, and I'm so happy. Mine too. I'm so happy about that. And <clears throat> anything I can share with other people, I try my best. And this time, I didn't have to push it. I was asked, and they liked what I did at Whitney. And mm -hmm. so, um, hopefully, we're going to be some icy cold weather and I'm sitting around a fire and telling them about Jesus Christ and what I've learned from you guys and John. And so I want to thank you all for that. I make prayers for that. I'm, you can see from my reading, I'm not the best. <laughs> but I, I think I'm a pretty good person when I talk to people and I think uh, they're excited about this. And the second thing is that um, my really good friend, Gail knows, Stacy, he, she used to be really strong in this church in the 90s and early 2000s. Uh, she's in my study group, and she, uh, last week we got a call, and she was uh, in the hospital. Uh, she decided that she'd been drinking. She has all the money in the world, and she's very unhappy. Probably been abused uh, by her husband in childhood, and um, she is dealing with some heavy alcoholism, and um, <clears throat> she's doing better. And tomorrow I was asked to come to the group and sit with her. So if you can say prayers for Stacy Myers, who used to be strong in this church. And she, when I play her, she comes and watches me. She's always in the front row with my wife. Oh, okay. So if, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think with prayers, you know, we can do good. And she's a really strong Christian, but, you know, addiction. Yeah, awesome. Okay. And uh, uh, just say prayers for uh, Daniel's wife, Dawn, as well. Yes, yes. So we have three, three or four things to pray for. Here. Yeah, and um, so this next week, if you, I mean, it would be awesome if you get a chance to do this, um, is read chapter 21. It's going to be our last chapter, but if you have a chance to read all of John this coming week, do so. I would love to hear next week if we have some opportunities with them, some of you have done that, you know, or... What are the things within John that just particularly stir you well, as we've gone through this entire book? And we might have some time to share what we eat, eat dinner, too. But if there's anything with that, too, be starting to give us some consideration as to what is it in walking through John that really impacted you the most with that. Um, and then final prayer, final prayer for me. I'm preaching this Sunday. I always can use your prayers with that. I'm preaching on um, Philippians... 3, 4B, <laughs> through um, 14. So, um, your prayers would be appreciated as I, as I prepare for that. Um, Just so you know, you always preach well, and it's a great teaching. And right, people so love it. So, we're right with you. Yeah. Well, you're, yeah, you're you look out, not we'll, 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 we'll do some things to make you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I share yeah. one of my uh -huh. sayings? Uh -huh. <laughs> um, if predisposed to pray... 
ask for strength and courage to deal with life's vicissitudes and not simply deliverance from them. Hmm. And so what we've been talking about that's happening in this group and people sick, that, that, that we're talking about compassion for others. These are things that impact us. And so we need to be able to process those things and have the strength and courage to go and be with people that are hurting and to have that compassion and to share what Christ is all about working through us in those circumstances. And it's not about Jesus, go and heal that person and go do that and do this and do that because he may not want that. But he, what he wants is for us to have a compassion for our fellow man and give us the wisdom of being able to recognize those opportunities when they present themselves. Yeah. I think it's fitting that Ken's not going to be here next week, but I remember when we started this job study and Ken started coming here, and remember he was the first one to share how God was using him to share his faith up at the top of a mountain. <laughs> it's just really fitting we say that now that you, um, next week we end this, that you're doing the same thing. So, Father, I, I lift up um, our dear friend Ken, just watching the ways in which you have grown him in faith and being able to know you and see you and love you. Watching how many people have come to know you have heard about you through Ken. And I pray, Lord, for his safety um, and for the safety of this entire group as they go climb this mountain, Lord. But as they do, I pray that they, as they get sort of metaphorically climb this mountain, get closer to you, closer to the heavens that you have created, that through Ken, Lord, and through the spirit that lives in Ken, through the preaching of your word through Ken, that they would not just see the heavens, but they will see you, Jesus, sitting at the right hand of God in heaven, and that they will come to faith in you. We pray for Dawn um, as she continues to, just her health, um, the grieving for, for her and for Daniel, Lord, and just that you will be both with them, and just for everyone in this group, Father. Um, may this be a week where we see you in ways we may have never seen you before. Build our faith. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 amen.